0: Now, if I'm to be honest with you this morning, I guarantee there's a lot of us who struggle to pray every day. I mean, if I asked you who prays every day, probably 95% of you are going to put your hands up. But I know, really, if I asked you, like one-on-one, you'd be like, yeah, I kind of struggle to pray every day. Well, you know, praying every day requires someone to be disciplined. And I admire people who are disciplined. People who put their minds to something and and then they constantly accomplish what they put their minds to. You know, the secret to discipline is consistency. Now, how many of you uh, have ever been to the gym and you've seen the guy at the gym who is there all the time? You know, you've seen that guy. He's there all the time. He's the one, he sits in front of the mirror and he gets on his bench press. And all he has, he has like the biggest dumbbells that you can imagine. And he's just there like pumping his biceps. That's all he does all day. He does biceps and chest. And he walks out and he's got this huge chest and he's got these tiny little legs. Because that's all he does is his chest and his biceps. But he is so committed and so disciplined to get in the biggest biceps and the biggest chest possible. He is there all the time at the gym. You think, do you work? Do you sleep? Do you eat? No. He's like, I'm just pumping my iron all the time. Well, i got to admit, I admire those people because I'm not someone who likes to go to the gym a whole lot. And uh, I, uh, I get in these phases where I work out for like two weeks, and then I stop working out for six months. And then get back two weeks, and six months off and on. But I admire those people who are disciplined. You know, the reality is that we are creatures of habit. And some habits are good, and some habits are bad you know, it's very hard to begin a good habit like working out. But, you know, when a task becomes a habit, it's very hard to break. You know, now I've got a confession to make this morning. One of my favorite movies is a movie called 28 Days. And I know it's a bit of a chick flick and things like that, but I've said before right here, I don't mind chick flicks. You know, I mean, that's between you and me. It doesn't leave this room, but I don't mind chick flicks. But But the movie, 28 Days, is all about uh, a character that's played by uh, Sandra Bullock, and she is a drug addict. Um, And uh, she has tried all these different methods uh, to get off drugs, but she can't. Um, And then eventually, uh, her doctor and her family uh, do this intervention, and they send her to this rehab clinic. And she's got to stay in the rehab clinic, for 28 days. And the reason she stays in the rehab clinic for 28 days is because they believe if you do something for 28 days, it's gonna become a habit. So she had to be free of drugs for 28 days to become a habit. And I've actually discovered that, yeah, that's true. If you do something for 28 days, it's eventually gonna become a habit. So if you eat McDonald's for 28 days straight, then if your heart hasn't failed you by now, you're going to have a habit of eating McDonald's day after day. Why? Because we are creatures of habit. But you know, one of the hardest habits to begin is a prayer habit. And this is the task of constantly communicating with God. And I think the reason why it is so hard is because for us, we are wired as sinful human beings. You and me, we are sinful human beings. And the more that we sin the more we allow our lives to drift further and further away from God. And there's this struggle within us. You know, I've guaranteed this morning, every one of us, there's something within us that wants to get close to God. But there's this thing called our flesh and our sinful nature that wants to push us away from God. So creating a habit of prayer is one of the hardest things ever because prayer brings us closer to God, but our flesh and our bodies want to push us away from God. And I believe that you have to win the battle with yourself before you can ever begin a habit of constant prayer. You know, when you make uh, prayer a daily habit, you find it hard to believe that you ever made it in life before prayer became a habit in your life you know there's an example in the bible of someone who who created a daily prayer habit and there's nothing that could break it at all the result was there was a man who has gone down in history as one of the greatest men uh, of god this world has ever seen this man's name was daniel and while there's a lot to be said about him there's one chapter that pretty much sums up the life of daniel So if you have your Bibles this morning, uh, uh, would you please turn to Daniel chapter 6. And we're going to be jumping around all around this chapter, um, but Daniel chapter 6. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 15 this morning. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 15. It says there, In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty... You know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his royal seal and the seals of his nobles. So that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. You know, Daniel had broken the law of the land that he lived in. He lived in a place called Persia and he had broken the land and the result of uh, breaking the law of the land was that he was to be thrown into a den of hungry lions. I mean, I hear this and I'm thinking, wow, that's just like crazy. I mean, Can't you just like arrest them and put them in prison? But no, they put them in a den of hungry lions. And the king, who was actually a friend of Daniel's, tried to stop it. But because Daniel had broken the law of the land, it was impossible to stop. So Daniel was thrown into this den of lions. Yet, for some reason, Daniel is in this den or this cave or this pit that is full of lions. And Daniel spends the whole night there. But for some reason... Daniel survives that night. I mean, a lot of us, we probably heard of this story when we were kids growing up. Daniel in the lion's den. But when you start to look at it and evaluate it, I think, wow, how could somebody survive a whole night in a cave where all there were were lions and the lions did not devour this person? The lions did not touch him and Daniel came out alive. And the the question I want to ask is, why? Why did Daniel get spared from the mouths of the lions? We hear later on in the chapter that some other people are thrown into the same den of lions, and the lions just destroy them and devour them and eat them. I want to know why. Why did Daniel get spared and nobody else get spared? Well, I think the reason for this, it doesn't lie behind chance It wasn't that the lions weren't hungry when Daniel uh, got thrown in. It wasn't a magic trick or anything like that. It wasn't even that Daniel was the lion whisperer. No, I think the reason behind this remarkable event lies in the very reason why Daniel was thrown into the lion's den in the first place. And we see this in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 6. So Daniel chapter 6 and verse 6 says, So the administrators... And high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officers, high, offici- uh, high officers, advisors, and governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty will be thrown into a den of lions. And now your majesty, issue and sign this law so that it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and the Persians cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel heard that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room, and its windows towards opened towards Jerusalem. Daniel prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. When the officers went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help, so they went straight to the king and reminded him about the law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, Except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. Yes, the king replied. That decision stands, and it is an official law of the Medes and the Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to God three times a day. So the law that they had passed was that nobody could pray to anybody except for the king. And his name was King Darius. But yet Daniel had created a habit where he prayed three times a day. For Daniel was a man of constant prayer. He had created this habit where he would fall on his knees, he would lift his hands up to heaven, he would open the windows towards Jerusalem, and he would pray to God. Every day, three times a day. You know, we don't know what Daniel prayed in those times. And to be honest, it's not important what he prayed. We don't know really how Daniel prayed. Did Daniel have a conversation with God? Was he like, hey there, God, what's up? How's it going today? Or was it, God, I need you, I need your help? We don't know what kind of prayer because that's not important. All we know is that Daniel created a habit And he stayed in touch with God. And the result of this habit was that he broke the law of the land. You know, I honestly believe that anyone can pray when they're looking at the bottom of a barrel. But I believe that God honors those who pray when the barrel isn't empty. When you have enough. And your daily lives are just basically consumed with trying to sustain the barrel. Daniel was this man. Daniel did not just pray when things got bad or when, when, when he was in danger or he had problems. Daniel consistently prayed to God, whether times were good or times were bad. Daniel kept this habit of prayer three times a day. And what we see, we see throughout the book of Daniel, that Daniel's life or his prayer life elevated him to a place where God was with him wherever he went. From this daily habit, I believe that Daniel experienced some unique things as a result of constant prayer. And I want to share with you three of these things this morning. These things that Daniel had that others around him did not have. And the first thing that, that, uh, that was a result of Daniel's constant prayer was this. Daniel found favor in unfavorable circumstances. He found favor in unfavorable circumstances say, well, well, what do you mean? Well, I think Daniel 6, 1 to 5 shows us. It says there that Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. And he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. So the king basically divided the country into into, uh, 120 different areas. So kind of like counties. And then he appointed leaders of each county. But then he appointed Daniel and two others to be over the leaders of those counties. And it says, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some faults in, in the way Daniel was handling his government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn him. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded that their only chance of finding grounds of accusation uh, uh, to Daniel would be uh, in connection with the rules of his religion. Let me give you some background about Daniel. Daniel was a foreigner in a foreign land. Daniel, at a young age, when he was a teenager, had been kidnapped by the Persians, and he had been taken from his home in Judah, and he had been taken as a slave to Persia. And basically, he had grown up in Persia, but yet he still worshipped the God of his fathers, which was the God of Israel. And this man, Daniel, even though he was a foreigner, even though he was a slave, he started to find favor in the sight of his leaders. And the leaders started to look at Daniel and think Daniel was this excellent man. And they started to promote him to higher and higher positions. To the point where King Darius was ready to promote Daniel to being the highest officer in the land. Let me tell you, this is an impossible situation to be in. Because the people of the land did not like the Israelites, and Daniel was an Israelite. The people of the land did not worship the God of Daniel, yet Daniel worshipped God. The rulers loved Daniel, but he lived in a land that did not love God. In fact, for Daniel to follow God meant that he would have to disobey many of the laws of the land that he lived in. The country that he lived in. But yet, he still rose to be the highest officer of that land. Daniel stayed faithful to God and somehow, in an unfavorable situation, Daniel found favor. You may say, well, what does favor mean? Basically, the easiest way to describe favor is favor means to find acceptance, goodwill, or blessings in circumstances where it is uncommon. Acceptance, goodwill, and blessings in situations or circumstances where it is uncommon. And I believe that because Daniel constantly prayed before God every day without fail. God gave him favor with the people around him. Proverbs 8 and... Verse 38 says this. It says, For whoever finds me, finds life. This is God speaking. For whoever finds God, finds life. And they also receive favor from the Lord. They receive favor from God. And then in Proverbs 16 and uh, verse 7, it says there, it says, When people's lives please the Lord.'" Even their enemies are at peace with them. And Daniel was one of these people. Daniel was someone who found favor in the sight of God because he continually communicated with God. And this morning you may find yourself in an unfavorable situation. You may find yourself in a place where you are desperate to find favor or goodwill or acceptance in an uncommon place. Well, the secret is, is to develop a habit of prayer which will enable you to find favor in unfavorable situations. This is exactly what Daniel did. Not only that, but Daniel also found protection when life roared. He found protection when life roared. Daniel 6, verse 19 tells us, it says, Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, son of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the mouths of the lions so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in God's sight. And I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed. And ordered that Daniel be lifted from the dead. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. You know, for Daniel, life literally roared. You know, in the midst of everything roaring, everything being chaos, everything being in danger, suddenly Daniel found that life became quiet and peaceful. In the midst of the most dangerous situation that Daniel ever found himself in, he found safety. You know, God was with Daniel and Daniel said here in Daniel 6, he says, I have found favor in the sight of God because I am innocent in God's eyes. And I believe that this innocence results from a daily habit of communication with God. You know, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, it says this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. As you live in Christ Jesus. Basically there. The apostle Paul writing to the Philippine church. He's saying. He says pray about everything. He says don't hold anything back. Pray about everything. And when you do. Then God's peace is going to come around you. Like a fort. And it's going to come around you. So that nothing can penetrate. Nothing can worry you. Nothing can get at you. Because God's peace is going to surround you. And you know every one of us. There comes a point in our life. When life roars. Whether it roars in our marriage, or it roars in our finances, or it roars with our kids, or it roars at school, or it roars at work, life will eventually roar. You'll be faced with a situation where you think, wow, it's all about to end. Daniel was facing this situation. Daniel thought, it's all over. I was three times a day praying Just did no good for me. Because it's about to end. But for Daniel, Daniel didn't think like that. Daniel knew that God's peace and God's protection was with him. And so when life roared, Daniel found protection. The one who stays close to God, the Bible tells us, is the one who God will protect and God will keep safe. You know, there's a a psalm in the Bible. It's called Psalm 23. It's like the most famous psalm in the Bible. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, as you go through that psalm, you start to see that God is a God who protects His people. It says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God's protection is with you. It says that God will take us through still waters. Even though life is like this big storm, God will take us through still waters. The Bible tells us in in Psalm 23, it says that God has prepared a place for me at the table of my enemies. Even though there may be people against you, God will protect you. God will be there with you. And I believe this morning that a prayer habit is the best way to guarantee you protection when you need it. A prayer habit is the best way to guarantee you protection when you need it. So Daniel saw favor in unfavorable situations. He uh, He found protection when life wars. But also we see something else with Daniel. We see that his daily prayer habit meant that he led the unleadable to God. He led the unleadable to God. King Darius was not a man of God at all. But yet, Daniel 6, verse 24 says this. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. I'm like, that's a little harsh. You know, you could have thrown the guys, but their wives and children. I'm like, whoa. It says, the lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. So not just to, he sent a message not just to the people of his country, but throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout the kingdom should tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. And he says this, for he is the living God. And he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. And his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders. In the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Then it says, so Daniel prospered. During the reign of Darius. And the reign of Cyrus the Persian. We see here. That there was two constants in Daniel's life. One is that Daniel prayed every day. The other constant was that anyone who met Daniel also met God. Anyone who met Daniel also met God. You know, Daniel's life was so uh, closely linked with God's. That it was impossible not to meet God when you met Daniel. When you met Daniel, you met God. Because... Daniel stayed so closely to God. And we see throughout the life of Daniel, and you can read the book of Daniel, and you can see there was a guy called King Nebuchadnezzar, who was as far away from God as you can imagine. But yet, through Daniel, he found God. There was another king. His name was uh, King Belshazzar. And he was as far away from God as you can imagine. But yet, he met Daniel. And then he met God. King Darius, he was as far away from God as what you can imagine. But when he met Daniel, he met God. And I believe that people who constantly pray will constantly change the lives of those around them, even without them knowing about it. Because the closer that you get to God, the quicker others around you will find God. The closer you get to God, means the quicker others around you will find God. And I'll be honest, this morning, I, I look at my own life and I think, I wonder why so many people who are close to me don't find God. And I wonder, is it because I'm not close enough to God? Am I not like Daniel who is spending three times a day just before God? Because everybody who came close to Daniel found God. You know, he's discovered that Daniel prayed regularly to God. And I believe, even if Daniel had nothing new to say, you know, even if it was like, hey there, God, how's it going? i got nothing to say today. Daniel still kept his daily habit of prayer with God. Because Daniel realized that the moment you lose touch with God is the moment you stop finding favor in unfavorable circumstances. Daniel realized the moment that you lose touch with God, that protection that God gives is maybe not even there. And Daniel realized that the moment you lose touch with God, then those around you who do not even know God may stay far away from God. You know, when Daniel prayed, God moved. And we see through the life of Daniel that there was times in Daniel's life where Even though he prayed three times a day, there were times where he spent 21 days in prayer unto God. And he prayed and he fasted unto God. And when he did that, it's almost like the earth shook. Daniel saw some incredible things because he prayed. And the more time he dedicated to prayer, the more time he stayed in touch with God, the more that Daniel saw God move. You know, consistent prayer will get you close to God. And when you are close to him, all your problems become so small compared to the grandeur of the one that you're getting close to. For you realize that it is the Lord who has the ability to solve your problems and getting close to him is the answer. There was a woman who, a young girl who lived during World War II, she was a Christian and She took it on herself, her and her family, to rescue the Jewish people from the Nazi rule. And so they would would help uh, Jewish people escape from from Germany and the areas around. And her family were, were caught doing it. And her family died, and her and her sister were taken to a concentration camp, and her sister died. And she was the only one who remained. And all that, she could have thought, God, where were you? We were trying to rescue these people. Where were you? But this woman, her name was Corrie Ten Boom, decided to dedicate her life unto God. And this is what Curry Ten Boom said later in her life. After all that she had seen, she said, don't pray when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord And keep it. Then she said, a man is powerful on his knees. A man is powerful on his knees. A woman is powerful on her knees. And I encourage you today, I'm not telling you how to pray. Because there's so many different ways that you can pray. You need to pray in a way that you know that you can communicate with God in. And I tell you, throughout the years, my prayer life has changed. So, I mean, it, it kind of like evolves to, 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 to different things, at different seasons in my life. But all I know is this, is that when I start making an appointment each day with God and I start creating that habit of praying to God and staying in touch with God, something in my life just starts to change. I start to see something new in God. I start to see see God in so many different things. I start to see that God's favor is upon me. I start to find God's protection. I start to see others around me who start to find God because I stay in touch with God. And I encourage you today, make a daily appointment with God. Just as you make a daily appointment to get up and shower, I hope. And you make a daily appointment to get up and eat Or you make a daily appointment to go to work or go to school or clean your teeth. Make a daily appointment with God, just like Daniel did. Let me close with this. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, and verse 16 and 17. The Apostle Paul says this. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Daniel was a man who never stopped to pray. And the results were incredible. This man went down in history as one of the greatest men of God ever. He saw God move in ways that you could not imagine. You could not picture. Why? Because this man kept a constant life of prayer you know when we started this series two weeks ago we gave you all these prayer journals and it's just something new that i started to do this year started to journal my prayers down not all my prayers but each day i would write in this and the whole idea was it was to find out what i was praying and then create a habit of prayer. And I found this. As I started journaling, all my prayers were like, God, I need this. God, I need this. God, I want this. God, do this for me. And I started journaling. I started realizing that my, my conversation with God was just so one way. But as I started to journal, I started to realize that my prayers to God need to be a prayer, a two-way prayer where I'm just communicating with God and He's communicating with me. And so if you haven't picked one of these up, I would encourage you to just pick one up. It's just basically a notepad. And just each day, just write something to God. Just journal what your prayer is that day to God. And the reason I would encourage you to do this, even though you're not a journaler, and I'm not a journaler either, but it's to help create a daily habit of communicating with God. You can pick these up at the welcome table outside and... There's there's still a few left that you you guys can can take with you. But let me encourage you. Make a daily appointment with God. And when you do that and keep it, it becomes a habit. And then when you get that habit, then your life starts to take a different form, a different shape. It doesn't have to be four hours on your knees on a cold kitchen floor every night. Just five minutes for you maybe. Maybe ten minutes. Maybe some of you are like, no, I need to do 30 minutes in prayer unto God. Maybe some of you it's just like, I need to start talking to God on my ride to work instead of listening to, uh, to, to the radio. I don't know what it is for you, but all I'm encouraging you to do, make a daily appointment with God where you're communicating with God and you'll see incredible results. Let's pray.